welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined tonight uh, by a singer-songwriter, a pop artist. Uh, he's signed to N43 Records. Um, his most recent single uh, is called Birthday. It came out in September. Um, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Um, he's now based in uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me, Keegan Combs. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ben. It's nice to see another Wisconsinite, so. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I'm actually from Illinois originally. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fib, as they call us. Oh, boy. But, uh, I mean, I've been in Milwaukee for almost going on seven years now. I'm pretty much wow. Wisconsinite, you know? Yeah, I think after five, you start, you know, turning into Wisconsinite, so. But uh, how are you doing today? How was your day? It's good. Yeah. Just, uh, just got back from the trail here, did like a, a little run. So it's been nice to be able to get outside here and there a little bit. And, um, I stay inside pretty much all day long. So it's, it's getting interesting, but it makes good time for music. You know, if you're cooped up all day, you're stuck with your thoughts. You, you, you tend to write it down. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, and I've seen a lot of that, um, from a lot of creatives during, yeah quarantine you know like there's a lot of artists are taking like a lot of necessary time to regroup and to you know put themselves in different directions and yeah um and so we've been really busy at work at breaking and entering uh, i can imagine so many releases and like random album drops out of nowhere where you're like okay i guess that was in the works but it's kind of funny everybody's just so prolific with output that yeah there's a lot to cover you know so Definitely. And old releases are getting dusted off, you know, like stuff that, you know, people were working on a long time ago and now is like the time for them to finally like put it out in the world. Like stuff like that has been happening. Oh, yeah. Too. Um, I mean, I'm it's been keeping me sane uh, through these chaotic times for sure. Yeah. Um, so, Keegan, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so I mentioned um, before we started recording that I have a funny story to share. Yeah. Um, does the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater ring a bell to you? It does. Formerly known as the First Midwest Bank Amphitheater. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the first time I ever heard of vinyl theater uh, was when I was working uh, as a, as security at that venue back in Timley Park. Okay. Uh, that was about six years ago now. But right. that, like, Q101 event that uh, it was, like, I think, like, Cage the Elephant, The Office. Oh, my God. Okay, now I'm, I was ringing a bell. That was, like, the coolest, the most fun show it was really fun. Well, I was working that day and that was the first time I ever like heard of vinyl theater. And I didn't even know that it was a band that was like with members from Milwaukee. Yeah. Until um, I came across N43. Um, but when I found out that like you were, you were in that band, I was like, Oh shit. I like kind of sort of worked their show like a long time ago. That is insane. I that is so funny. And yeah, it makes sense. You're from Illinois. At first, I was like, "Is it a Milwaukee venue?" No, no, that doesn't make sense. But 
So did you work in the amphitheater as well? Like get to see all the bands as well, like Cage Elephant and Offspring, I remember was there. Yeah. Uh, sadly, I was on the perimeter, but I remember that specific day I was put um, at the gate where you could hear the show best. So yeah. I still heard like a lot of the music that day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really into it. I remember I was like super into Cage the Elephant at the time and like it was just yeah. cool to hear that show kind of like, you know, vicariously. But um, yeah, I, I didn't get to really be in the venue for shows or anything. Like I mostly just kind of dealt with the people trying to find what gate to go in and shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was, uh, that's my little uh, tidbit of like, so we have crossed paths in person before. Yeah, maybe maybe you walked right past me that day. Who knows? You might have walked right past me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that Tinley Park is uh, adjacent to uh, the suburb I grew up in. Um, oh, you're right down the street then, huh? Yeah, so wow. I, I um, yeah, that was like my summer job uh, from college. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So what why did you, uh, so it's kind of convenient. It's right there. So that's like your Summerfest. Cause for me, it was always, you know, any way you can get into Summerfest, you know, if you can work, work it, if you can sell beer there. And if you sell beer there, you are making bank and tips too. Like Summerfest is crazy. But yeah. like, that was the goal, like get into Summerfest or know somebody who's working Summerfest because if they are, they're getting the hookup on shows. So it's pretty cool. I, I had a friend who like, he he sold beer at that venue and he walked away with oh my god so much money <laughs> so crazy yeah yeah for sure i personally like i'm not a huge fan of those huge venues because like i just get really bad anxiety around big crowds so right. i like the intimate shows for sure yeah me too i think like once it's that big too it loses a little bit of that effect like thousand cap rooms i feel like are just such a sweet spot thousand to fifteen hundred seeing a band in that environment because it's all their fans it's packed and like you're you know does that give you anxiety too though like because that's a lot still that many people in a smaller space yeah like uh comparable to like maybe the riverside or the paps or something right right yeah uh or like the rave middle room too is like a thousand or fifteen hundred i think yeah um that i guess nothing is comparable to what i like walking through lalapalooza oh was, god yeah that was my well, my friends and i we used to go every year like uh back in the day and that was just the epitome of just really chaotic absurdly frustrating crowds you know and so and everybody's like drunk and they're bumping into you and you're like i'm just trying to get to my friend like i can't yeah. even it's like a bunch of high schoolers aren't like doing drugs for the first time and shit like that yeah actually that's a funny uh it brings me to a funny story here in austin like we have acl here so before you know covid and everything happened i was fortunate enough to go to a concert one of the last concerts was acl and it was exactly like Summerfest, but like on steroids, you wouldn't believe it. It's like, same thing you said, like high school is trying drugs for the first time. And, and people were like blitzed by like nine o'clock. I was running into people I knew from here as well. I was like, oh my God, that guy's, he's completely, uh, uh, what do you call it? 
he's blasted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these 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 kids are like violently fucked up, and I'm just trying to. Like, I'm just, just trying having to, a good time. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to enjoy a tall boy and see a good show. You know? Yeah. So honestly, like the thousand yeah. or so capacity shows, like at the Paps Riverside, like I I like those. Like that's yeah. I feel like that's um pretty ideal, but definitely venue size and like how uh claustrophobic it gets. I mean, there can be some uh situational anxiety with that. Oh yeah. Usually, but once the music starts, you don't think about it as much. That's true. It kind of melts it away, which is nice. Exactly. So that being said, so Keegan, are you are you like born and raised in Milwaukee? So I was born in North Carolina, but I was only like seven months old when we moved or something. So yeah, pretty much born and raised in, in Milwaukee and in like suburbs of, so like Muskego, closer to Illinois, really. So, sure. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess I'd love to hear a little bit about... Um, when you were younger, um, when I, I, I'd love to hear just kind of like the role that music played in your life growing up and how yeah. it would eventually lead to uh, becoming a creative outlet for yourself. Yeah, I, I kind of fell into music when I was younger. My grandpa tried to teach me when I was like seven or eight, tried to teach me guitar and I didn't have the attention span. And then I got an electric guitar when I was like 11. And that was it since then. It's like, I fell in love with the sound of the electric guitar and then I discovered the killers and that was like, now I have to make a band. And from there, it just, you know, kind of snowballed, but it was always an escape. I, I remember being like the class clown who always got kicked out of class, you know, and I didn't have like amazing grades until like end of high school. I was like, Oh, I better shape up, you know? And then I'm like, now I'll try, but I never really saw like a big, point in it I guess I don't know if I regret it at all honestly I just kind of would put my headphones on and in class and listen to music and, and escape you know and I wouldn't tell my kids to do that you know someday I'd be like hey you should probably pay attention but um yeah everybody's going through their own thing even when they're they're younger and I think I I hid a lot of that stuff for a long time and just escaped into music and um eventually got like very big into running went to college on a running scholarship and then quit that like my junior year and was like, I'm going to go do music now. I came back and went to UW Milwaukee, um, never finished my degree. Uh, and then like a year after coming back to Milwaukee, we got signed to Feel by Ramen, uh, very random. Like the label flew out to my drummer's basement and was like, Hey, we're going to do this old school, play us five songs. And like three of them were finished and like, I think I made up some words on the fifth song. <laughs> it's just like making up second verse is this kind of the same as the first verse and just make up some words. But um, it was just a crazy, like, I feel like never slowed down my whole life. It's just been go, go, go falling into random things, like falling into a band, the label kind of falling into our lap. You know, a lot of it was luck. Um, and then first tour was 21 pilots. That was a lot of that was luck too. Like they actually, accepted basically your application from the label like hey here's three bands you could take this one's your label mate wink wink um and that like made our whole career was that one tour and from there we just were lucky enough to get on quite a few big tours and arena shows and stuff like that for three or four years and i mean i wouldn't change it for the world but it was like you know, it's like a dream come true. And then at, at the end of each tour, you're like, man, hopefully I can like really make a living out of this. Even on a label, it's hard to 
to make a living out of it. So yeah, then I guess I, I went past when I was younger, but that's kind of how it feels to me is when I look back on it, it's all this blur and it's this short story to me. Of course there's details in there, but like, man, now I'm, you know, north of 30 years old and I'm going, how the heck did I get here? So yeah, I get that. That definitely, I think just, it just snowballs like once, for me, it's been basically since I finished high school, life has just snowballed yeah. like, um, and like beyond college, like it just feel it still has felt like I'm still on like, uh, like a really long vacation away from like living with my parents, you know, right. so it feels like that sometimes. Yeah. And, and when you visit home, like even, you know, way down the line, it still feels like home, but you have an entirely different life where you do years and years, you know, maybe visit once in a while where you're away from your family and your hometown. But it's funny how that feels. I do get the same feeling sometimes of like, oh, I was just on this two-year vacation. I'm back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, was Vinyl Theater your your first band? Uh, no. So, I mean, I did bands in high school and stuff too. Like, I, I guess I kind of glossed over that, but like we did a bunch of like, you know, the random battle of the bands or the yeah. pay to play venues were like, uh, people are like, Hey, if you want to play this show, send us 80 bucks and buy all these tickets and, and then you go sell them. And we're like, okay, we'll do that. And we did like a bunch of those for some reason, they got us good. Um, but yeah, some of those are actually quite fun. Um, and then we got, you know, I guess that was even before vinyl theater. So like I started playing with those guys senior year of high school, I met the keyboard player, Chris, and then met the drummer freshman year of uh, college. And we did, I lived in Colorado for four years for college. So we made music the whole time and emailed back and forth, made an entire album. I, my drummer emailed it to me the other day and he was, he was, I don't know what he was thinking, but he's like, look at this. And I listened to it and I was just plugging my ears going, this is terrible. Get it out of here. So, but yeah, I had like four or five random bands before vinyl theater. And then we went through like three name changes before we settled on vinyl theater over the course of years. So. Yeah. Where, where did that name come from? I'm curious. We had like two months to come up with a name. And before we were like, alchemy was the name and we were like, this ain't going to work. And some metal band was also named alchemy. So like in some random uh, venue in like Fond du Lac, I think it was, we got booked and they thought we were the metal band alchemy. So we get to this dive bar and they're like, yeah, alchemy's here. And we show up in our, you know, boy band looking selves. And we're like, uh, -huh. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you guys, you're not alchemy, are you? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, you guys are the headliner. You're all good to go. Damn. <laughs> oh my God. They were like, I don't know. There were like 15 people there. And one of the uh, bands was like doing cocaine in the bathroom. And I was like, man, what, what did we get ourselves into? The green room was like a broken down laundry room. And we were like, we're, we're roughing it now. So so we got rid of alchemy and we just had like a list of influences, like a huge PDF or something or, or Excel sheet of influences. And we just like essentially did random band generator, band name generator with our, with selecting through it and voting. So it was pretty funny. I got you. Um, for sure. Yeah. It's a good name. I like that name a lot. Thank you. Um, it feels very cinematic. Yeah. We're kind of the two-door cinema club, uh, you know, like the brother of that band, if we could be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Um, do you remember like the first show is that band? I, I don't remember the first show. I think maybe Mad Planet is where we played it, though. Oh, that's 
I lived down the street from Mad Planet. Oh, really? I loved Mad Planet. I, w- I would go even when there weren't shows and just hang out. It's like a really good, like, small venue, divey bar. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm i a river wester. I love, uh, like, a lot of basement shows, a lot of noisy yeah. dives, and it's, it's great. The people are great here. For and sure. the breweries there are awesome, River River West. There's like quite a few now. I went back and visited and people are like, oh yeah, you'd be surprised at just how many uh, breweries there are. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's a distillery now in the area. I can't remember. Yeah, that it's was. Uh, Great Lakes Distillery. That's it. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I, I think that's the one. Is that in River West or is that on the other side of the river? That is uh, actually in like... More like, uh, I think, Walker's Point, actually. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I heard about that, and I was like, oh, I got to go sometime, but. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, drinking holes uh, that have popped up in the last couple of years, and quite frankly, I haven't been to enough of them, because I just kind of sit in my room, and I drink hams. That's what I mostly do. But Yeah, hams, huh? Dang, I haven't heard of hams in, like, two years. (laughs) Oh I'm a hams loyalist. Yeah, I like it. I love it. That's awesome. I if you ever come to Texas, you got to have Lone Star because it's really good. It's oh, like sure. Yeah, it's like the PBR of of Texas. So you know, they can't I'm they drink- can't do as well as Wisconsin, but Lone Star is good. But well, you I, well, for what I was gonna say, I'm, I'm drinking that when I'm when I'm coming down there. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you'll be overwhelmed with breweries as well. There's so many in this city. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, so which we'll, we'll we're definitely going to talk about Austin in a little bit too. Okay, um, but uh, so because the band dropped a new song last year, me, myself, and I, right? Yeah, it was like a couple of years ago now, right before we broke up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? When was? When did you guys break up? At the so at the end of 2018, um, we just kind of called it quits. You know, like hey. We took a hiatus at first and then the guys and I kind of had a falling out Um, and fast forward, honestly, like maybe a month or two ago, we all reconnected and we all buried the hatchet and we're all in a way better place, you know, than we were two years ago. So, you know, after four years of grinding and and watching your fan base, you know, to be honest, we went from selling out, you know, 500 to cap rooms touring the whole country to as time went on, we couldn't quite figure out exactly like, you know, I hate to say it in this way, but how do you stay relevant? You know, and we couldn't quite pin it down, you know, and then the label had actually dropped us three years in. So we were like, Oh boy, um, what do we do next? We went on a bus tour with Mr. Wise, which was great, but we had toured with them previously. So are you really building your fan base or are you hitting the same market? And, you know, watching you sell out, watching yourself sell out shows and your hometown show going from 700 people down to, 250-300 you know what I mean and it's, it's it is a hard thing to watch happen over the course of years because you feel like you're doing the same thing and you're not making any headway but it also comes down to attitude too so looking back instead of seeing it that way I should have seen the glasses half full but it's hard when you're in it in the moment to to see outside of yourself it's really hard so for sure I I I respect that a lot like you know uh those sentiments you know where it's kind of like it's a decision you have to make for yourself like in I mean in many iterations of life whether it's relationships friendships work situations living situations in your case of 
band like sometimes something works really really well for a while and then after a while just you know it, uh it's time for something else it's time for yeah. a new direction and that's exactly. that is totally totally okay and that being said i mean dude you've been cranking out some killer tunes in the last year i've been enjoying it so i've got i mean i'm in the home studio now but like i've got all my stuff set up here and um got the gamecube controller of course and so i've got my own little home studio and i've got everything i need to record and and, and track and, and so it's been great um yeah, I started working with N43 Records and like they're awesome. And I was just home for uh, for a little bit during the holidays and they said, hey, let's let's get together and let's try to shoot this. So we we all tried to get together and, and shoot this really small crew, skeleton crew. I think there were maybe five of us and we shot two music videos while I was home and a lot of promo stuff. So the last yeah, last few months have been like, hey, let's sit on this and let's get it perfect. And then do a big launch, you know, either March or just after March. So, um, yeah, man, I I feel like I fell back in love with music after kind of what I explained earlier. Like it was like somebody like knocking the wind out of you and, and kind of taking that breath with them. And, yeah. and it takes years, I feel like, to get that passion back. So, well, that's very exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to what you have in store. Um, so backtracking a little bit um so yeah. uh yes yeah, because tom was your manager was vinyl theater's manager right yep yeah sure so um yeah how'd you uh how'd the conversation start with uh getting into n43 it was kind of uh, a little bit of a no-brainer i feel like because i was already working with some of the guys songwriting wise like steve steven pitzel and tim wolf were like two of their keystone songwriters and producers and um I kept pushing him. I was like, Hey, I'm already making all these songs with your songwriters. We should get involved. So eventually I think it was after a year, he's like, Hey, if you're serious about this, let's get a, let's try to get, um, you know, a small, uh, distribution deal out of it too. So he got me hooked up with one RPM to do all the distribution for the songs. So that we've got this tiny little like bubble going, which is so nice. Um, and he, it was a no brainer cause we stayed good friends when I first moved here he flew down for South by Southwest and he stayed with me at my place. So I was like, Hey, you know, no harm, no foul. I think it was, it was time for that to end. He's like, Oh yeah. He's like, that's, I'm ready to just move on. So he's always got new things in the works and he never burns a bridge. So that's what I love about him. He's a real sweet dude. I love Tom. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, and what a great facility and 43, like, yeah. I think it's like one of the best in Milwaukee. Maybe, you know, I don't want to make any other producers mad out there, but I think it's really good. All right. It is. I mean, it is it, for real. Like, yeah, I, it's very comfortable. It's very friendly. Like, I mean, shout out to Nick Heath, a uh, great yeah. guy. Um, He's awesome. And, yeah. And I actually, uh, they invited me to, to into the studio about a year and a half ago when I had both Tom on his own episode of Mr. Nice Guy and then I had the guys from Clear Pioneer, Jesse and Grant. Yeah. Um, and we did it in the studio. And that was so much fun. Those guys are so funny and like You're really so talented too. Very talented. Extremely talented. So. Yeah. And speaking of Steven Pitzel, uh, he actually is the one who produced my uh, outro theme this this year. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He's like, I don't think he's ever not working on something. Like we'll hang out and he'll show me like, oh, here's like these 20 other things I've been working on. Like, 
how, what, like I'm, I have three and it's been, you know, three months. How do you have that many songs? And that's awesome. Good. That's awesome. I, I want to hear it. I haven't heard it yet. So I want to hear it. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah, man. He, he's a machine. Um, he's actually going to be on the show on Saturday. Nice. So I'm excited to like actually crack them open a little bit. Um, so that's So let's, um, let's talk about some of your, uh, your, uh, past songs uh, in this last year. I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about the place that uh, each of these have come from. So yeah. um, I believe, okay, so going down the line here. So Demons, that was the first one of 2020. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that one? Yeah, that was just a like random idea in my head for like a few weeks. Um, it was kind of the, you know, I don't want to air my dirty laundry or anything, but like me and the guys in the old band, we kind of had a little, a little bit of a disagreement about a year in to the breakup. Um, and I was just like, I'm not going to deal with it. Just keep running for my demons. And that idea just kept spinning in my head until it finally um, turned into a full-fledged song. So, and I had started working with Chris Cernell on like songwriting opportunities, like for film and TV. And he was like, Hey, I want to take a stab at this song, uh, but just for your personal songwriting. I'm like, yeah, if you want to produce away, so we kind of co-produced that one together. He did all the drums on it. It sounds pretty sick. Um, but that's where the, the whole meaning of it came from. Just, I'm just going to block this out until I think like water can finally be under the bridge. I think that's uh, the best way to channel those feelings. Right. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Good stuff. Uh, so Broken Heart. Um, the Tear Jerker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a sad song. Uh, I think this was the one... Um, this is the first one I uh, covered on Breaking and Entering of Yours. Um, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah, it was like a, uh, I guess, like just a final fair farewell, you know, like, hey, I really hope that you're doing good. And here's here's everything poured out in one song. If you ever hear it, never know if that person will. But it was just like uh, describing that moment. You know, nothing hurts more than a broken heart. Like, I don't know. I just that first lyric came out and the rest of the song pretty much in like two vocal takes, I just came up with the whole, the whole thing. So I was like, it was sitting there, it was sitting there waiting to be sang, waiting to be said. Um, and I kind of held on to a lot of stuff, you know, before I got here, I went through kind of like the, I don't know, one of the worst breakups. So it was a, a final letting go, which felt good. Yeah. 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 I've been there. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, no, the, the chorus of that song gets me every time. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the big what if, big what if, yeah, kind of been going through something like that a little bit. Like not, not so much like a past ex of mine, but just like what if something, kind of like the idea of like even just the one that got away. You know, like right. something that you wonder if like something could have been, but it didn't. And what if they knew how you felt, you know, what if, what if you really knew just how deep this, this ran, you know, but sometimes it's hard to express it or let them know, yeah. hold on to it. So. Yeah. And I think one silver lining of uh, being in quarantine and being stuck with all my thoughts, you know, has uh, made it easier to be brutally honest about those feelings um, yeah. for me personally. Yeah. Um, what do you have to lose? It's like, it kind of gives you that feeling of, you know, life short. 
crazy things like this can happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Time to say it. So. Exactly. Um, so then endless possibilities. Yeah. So that was a placement song. And then I didn't realize like me and uh, Chris Cernell and my other manager, Brett, were working on that for literally Olive Garden. No, no, no joke. And then I was like, yeah, we'll just put featuring Keegan Kelmy's on it. And that that's fine. Cause that, it was for ended up getting picked up by Clorox for like mm-hmm. a, a big TV placement thing. And then Spotify like allocates it to my name. So I'm like, I'm getting some like uh, some trash talkers on Twitter going, this is his worst song he's ever made. And I'm like, well, you know, the nice thing is I'm trying to pay my rent with music. Like that's how yeah. I'm going to do it. And I, I think I messaged that person back. I was like, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, be nicer. But I, we ended up talking, you know, he was just like, Oh, I had no idea you did it for a TV. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, I know it's kind of a funny little, little uh, song, but yeah, I, it's like, I just got picked up by Coles as well. So like the TV, and sync world is like a whole different thing. I think a lot of artists don't don't think of, or maybe don't want to um, dive into. But it's changed my life. You know, it, it it's brought me from you know not being able to ever make any money off of music to like, hey, if you work on these, um, maybe you can do music more full time and also focus on your artist stuff. So that was I mean that one's a a crazy one because it's not necessarily in line with the artist work that I've done, but once it was up there, I was like, well, just leave it, <laughs> just leave it. See how many streams we can get. So it's pretty cool. Um, you said it was Olive Garden. Yeah. So I got sent a, um, a brief, like, which is like a, a songwriter brief. That's like, Hey, we need a song that's very uplifting and it's about endless possibilities. And that's what came out of it. And then uh, they ended up going with some other artist song, but Clorox picked it up a few months later um which was crazy <laughs> it's, it's such a funny people don't expect it and I tell them about it they're like wait what really Clorox I'm like yeah they you know uh advertisers really pay musicians well to, to make songs specifically for them so it's kind of cool yeah that is cool like yeah no that is that's really dope um it's yeah. it's 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 really interesting how just different brands from so many different uh dimensions um can like hone in on your song like oh yeah it's so yeah cool. yeah, yeah I, now i listen to commercials like for random things like i don't even know like a car commercial and i'm like oh yeah i could do that i could make that one <laughs> you know because it's it's a whole career for people as well so it's kind of interesting to to just kind of put your foot like dip your toes in and just yeah. see what it's like so yeah yeah totally and then birthday so this song um i relate to a lot because uh i always kind of like always felt so disappointed by my birthday growing up dude same yeah like i you just there's so much anticipation and you're looking forward to this extravagant day where people you expect people to treat you differently you know than they do normally but then you realize like no, it's honestly just like any other day to these people. Yeah, it's only yeah you could even even if you have like super close friends that you're celebrating it with, you know. But I, I wrote birthday because like quarantine was just. I mean, I was so alone, and then it, you know, I I released a song during quarantine, which is you know obviously still going. But 
I was like, I just don't want to drink alone on my birthday, but it's kind of, it was inevitable that year, you know, to kind of have something really small. Um, but before that, like even on tour, we'd, I have my birthday and it was like, I'm with my bandmates and everything, but I'm not with, I can't be with my mom and dad, my hometown friends. And then before that I was living in Colorado and, you know, I would be like on the way to a track meet or something random. I'm like, I can never celebrate my birthday. It's been so many years, but I don't know if it would matter either way. You know, like you said, a lot of times, even when you build it up, it's like, it's going to be a letdown a little bit, unfortunately. You wanted to hear happy birthday from that one specific person. But oh, you yeah, didn't. didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the worst, man. But the no, one you I, want the most never comes through. You're like, come on, dude, it was my birthday. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. So all this said, uh, yeah, so you, you mentioned uh, when you were home, uh, you got a lot of work done with uh, videos and stuff. So what? yeah, what's in store in the next couple months? Yeah, so we did two music videos. Um, I have another single called Dangerous that we're going to put out. It's more of like a, a, it's just like a straight up rock banger. So kind of like the Killers, um, a lot of guitar. Uh, and so Tim Wolf actually plays drums in the music video too. Like we went full out for that. Yeah, that was fun. And then uh, that the first song I released solo was literally called Solo, um, wrote that with Steven Pitzel. And so we did, finally did a music video for that one because it just hit half a million streams. So we're like, hey, let's let's do something special for this and like maybe give it another push. And you mentioned earlier that, you know, artists are dusting off their old catalog or dusting off their old ideas, you know, stuff that didn't get the spotlight before that maybe now really could shine. Um, and that's kind of what we're doing with that song is we're going to like kind of revamp it and do a bit of a relaunch and, with a music video. Uh, and then probably after that, bring out Dangerous. So we did a bunch of photo shoots and stuff. So like we finally have a bit more on the artist side to uh, sit on and kind of do a push for these next couple singles. So hmm. very exciting. Looking forward. Yeah. To yeah, I'm very excited. So it's I feel like we're just just about to hit that um, momentum where we can keep rolling things out. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, awesome. Well, um, that'll go really well also with the, the, the warm weather that's to come, hopefully. I know. <laughs> I'm excited for you guys because I, I, I mean, we were You're lucky. fine. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> now we're lucky enough. It's going to be like 70 most of the week, but. I feel for you guys. I, I had to get out of Wisconsin because I, I suffered bad from from uh, depression and um, manic depression. So I was like, I got to get out and see if that helps. Um, so, well, that's a good segue into asking you uh, what brought you down to Austin and when did you go down? Uh, yeah, so I visited for New Year's 2018 going into 2019 with my friend that I ran, I ran track and cross country with, we stayed really good friends. Um, and I had been texting him like, Hey man, I'm having a really tough time. I don't really know what I'm doing with my life. Honestly, like I felt like, I felt like the band was it. Like I was, I want, I want the band to be my life. I want to always play live music. I want to always be a musician and my artist integrity is everything, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he's like, why don't you just come down and, and see what it's like in Austin for New Year's and, and see what you think. He's like, just come test it out. So I came just for New Year's for a couple of days. I had no money. I was working um, 80 hours a week at Planet Fitness in the morning. And then I would walk across the parking lot and serve tables at Chili's. 
while being in the band, you know? So it's kind of like the whole veil of a lot of, a lot of bands. I, th I think it was, um, night riots. I, I'm close with, uh, with some of those guys. I know that they have jobs when they would come home from tour as well. And kind of, you kind of keep it on the DL as a musician, like, Hey, don't, don't remove the veil of we're this successful band, you know? But the reality of it is that's what people are doing when they go home. They're making the money that they need to save up to be able to go tour because it's very costly to, to be on the road. Uh, but anyway, sorry, I got a, a segue or a tangent there. But um, yeah, once I realized that Austin had a lot of my old friends from college living here and he said, I'll try to get you in the door at a, at a job here, you know, at my, at my work and we'll see what happens. Um, I just finally pulled the trigger and I was like, Hey, I think I should, I should try this out and go to Austin and start, try to start my life over. Cause I had gone through that breakup. You know, I was seeing a therapist, I was taking a uh, prescribed anti, uh, antidepressants. And I was like, I've never been on this before. What, what happened to get me so out of control? Um, and I know that a lot of times you don't ever get over depression, but you can change your environmental factors and hopefully curb things back. So that was my last resort was I never wanted to be in a position where I was that depressed again, like on, on the tour previous to moving, I ended up on, uh, in a hospital on suicide watch in the middle of South Carolina, randomly with a hospital bill that was like two grand just for the ambulance. Cause once you mention mental, um, you know, negative thoughts to a doctor, what they do is they take you away on a stretcher and put you in a, an EMT and, or, you know, uh, EMS, I think. So, um, sorry, that's all, it's a long story. I, that's pretty much the end of it, but, um, yeah, depression kind of got me out of there. And, and two years later, now I'm finally like, I think maybe this is where I should be making our artist songs and also doing TV placement stuff and being in the sunshine. So. Yeah. Good for you, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm much more comfortable and open with it now that, um, now that it's, I wouldn't say a closed book, but it's part of, part of me now. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really like awesome that, you know, you uh, went down there just to, you know, see like just on a whim, really just to like, see like if there was a future down there for you and there clearly was. And that is, it's crazy how little uh, things like that can change the course of your life and also your thought process um yeah. and no uh, that's that's all i'm happy for you for sure thank you yeah i would highly recommend crazy life changes for anyone <laughs> yeah as long as, as long as you're working towards something i guess but <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um yeah um so yeah i yeah i've i've been to austin a couple times actually um i went to south by southwest yes uh, how was that oh man uh well the first time was 2017 Ooh, and nice. uh, it was awesome because i actually had a press pass that year so i could like go to like yes. the different sessions and stuff yep that's got to be so fun it was incredible man i uh i uh i actually made a documentary about the experience for a class i was taking uh oh, nice yeah and um but they love that yeah it was it was just so impactful getting to see like zane Lowe. um i got to see um i got to hear from nardwar 
who's one oh, of my wow. personal heroes. You uh, Zane Lowe, isn't he BBC? Yeah, yeah. Oh he was my god. Keynote, he was the keynote speaker uh for that year. Wait, so you got to get in with all of those like press conferences and stuff then? Yeah, I got to like sit in and hear these people speak and uh sessions and in panels about like different issues in the music industry or i heard from the guys uh from uh welcome to night fell um the podcasters and uh, i was i mean that was this that was before i even like started a podcast so yeah it's cool to like hear just a little bit about like insight about uh getting started and um and just austin's is so it's such a great time um I, my buddy went to UT down there, so he, he li okay. he's lived there for a while, and um, uh, he's really into the DJ scene down there, so I hope to, uh, hopefully in the future, get to go down to South by again. Uh, yeah. We got, we actually got press credentials for breaking and entering last year, but then it's right before covid that was yeah. right when everything happens i remember that because i was like i can't wait for south by they're like hey you have to go home right now it's like what what what's going on you guys were gonna be i mean i wish that it had gone you know it had gone off and things had been different but yeah last year's lineup was awesome before everything or you guys almost two is it two years ago technically then no it's 2020 yeah last year yeah last year what year is it <laughs> <laughs> damn yeah what is time seriously well, hopefully next year we'll all get to go down there, have a couple yeah. of Lone Stars. Right yes, there. I would love that. You have to share one with me, and uh, I will. Uh, I'll turn you on to all the good Austin beers. So, I love that. Yeah. Um, Keegan, thank you for being on the show. This was awesome. Yeah, um, thank you. Really enjoyed talking. It was, it was good getting to know you too, because you know I know I know of you a lot. You know, I see your your tweets and I see the articles you put out, but I never get. I haven't gotten to talk to you yet, so it feels good to have a conversation yeah absolutely man uh this is how i like meet everyone these days is oh this. yeah <laughs> we're kind of forced to right <laughs> yeah no shows man so um so on our way out i ask everyone the same two questions uh the first one is what keeps you up at night oh okay yeah i thought you're gonna ask both at the same time and then i'd have to oh no no this is easier i, I guess geez that's a tough one um knowing that I moved away from my family and I can't see my niece grow up kind of sucks. You know, I try to go back when I can, but now it's even harder because travel, but other than that, not much, but that one's a big one, you know? Yeah. I feel that I, my whole family relocated to Michigan. So it's like a whole arduous yeah. process, like going home to see them now and do you take the, the ferry or do you drive under? You know, I think I might try the ferry at some yeah. point. Like I'd like to, I would like to try that just because I've never done it. Right. But um, it's Sounds always complicated been, too, though, you know, it's I always, it's been, not, but... it's oh, always been train or uh, Greyhound. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a smart way to do it. I used to take the train back from Colorado and it's, it's, it's not the fastest, but it's like, Hey, you saved $500. Okay. So yeah. I'm yeah. fine with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, the second question is, what puts you to sleep? Ooh. IPAs. <laughs> Dude, I love IPA. Hey, we'll have to have a good IPA down there, too. Oh, my gosh. I know all of them. There's a, there's a brewery here called Pint House Brewery, 
and they make uh, an IPA called the Electric Jellyfish. If I could mail beer, I would, because I've been telling everybody about this thing. It is so good. So good IPA. Great. Uh, I know what I'm having when I'm down there. Lone Star <laughs> Electric Jellyfish. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks again for being on the show, man. Yeah. Thank you for having uh, me. You bet. And then for everyone watching, uh, check out Keegan Kong streaming everywhere. Uh, uh, his latest songs, Birthday, Endless Possibilities, his uh, placement song. Uh, <laughs> but uh, check that one out. Uh, check out uh, Broken Heart. Check out Demons. Check out uh, Solo. Check them uh, out. Check them out. All, check all of them out. And we'll yeah. be, we'll be uh, watching what he does next. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. See you next time. Yeah, 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 yeah.